Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Mainly what I'm looking to have a chat to you today about is just your backstory and, and how we're here, how we're sitting here today and in the middle of, you know, in the lead up to a World Cup and, yeah. um, you know, you're in camp with the boys and stuff like that, having just come off and another league win with Leinster as well. So uh, that journey to get there. So um, you're from Auckland originally. Uh, whereabouts did you grow up in Auckland? Like, were you a city uh, boy or out in the suburbs? I was born in the city uh, near Ponsonby. Mm. And then when I was two or three, we moved up north, about two hours north, to a place called Dargaville. Yes, yeah. Um, so lived in Dargaville for a bit and then moved out just about five, ten minutes outside of Dargaville out to the beach called Bailey's Beach. And mm-hmm. then uh, between Bailey's and Mahuta, we moved to Mahuta, which is probably about ten minutes down the road, but it's still on the beach. So grew up probably most mostly with the beach near, nearby. Which is pretty cool. The um, I, I lived in Auckland for a year myself. Oh yeah, uh, it was the year after the Lions tour. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, it was great. I lived in uh, just near Kingsland, so yeah. uh, close enough to Eden Park as well. Yeah. But um, just absolutely bonkers country for for rugby. It's like. mad, isn't it? <laughs> They're crazy about it. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a different level. It's like yeah, like front page news, or if you top story, it might be if some guy is injured or something yeah. like that as well. Yeah. But. Um, were you kind of like that as well? Is just like was was rugby one of the first things you ever wanted to do, or were there other other interests? Pretty much, yeah. Like always growing up, we would always had a rugby ball in our hands or playing with your mates in school and stuff like that. We always always would have been rugby, so that's what I always wanted to be was a rugby player from an early age. So it's pretty cool to be able to do it now, I must say. Yeah, yeah. And who's what's your family like? It's like your mum and dad, and do you have brothers or sisters or? I have a little. A little brother and a little sister. So my sister would be, she's 19 and my brother's 15 at the moment. So um, pretty much rugby mad as well. Like my dad's a rugby coach. Mum wouldn't be, she'd be into it. Um, and then my both my brother and sister played as well. So it's in the family. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being up at Bailey's Beach before we did like a weekend away up there. And just the stretches of beach up that way are incredible, aren't they? It's like insane. And uh, you can get speeding tickets on the on the beach. Yeah, the the, the the police actually police it, which is pretty crazy. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, because like, I think it's an actual uh, registered highway. Yeah, because you can get from obviously the top of the north all the way down to the. I'm not too far, not too sure where it uh, stops, but it's a proper highway. A lot of people would drive on it. And is it um is that in the same place? Somewhere is it Ninety Mile Beach? Is that up around that's, that area? That's close. Sorry. I mm. think it's Ninety Mile Beach is just past it. So yeah, it's up around that region. But the the beaches are massive over there. And and so like I think you came over to Ireland when you were around eleven, weren't you? But yeah. do, do you have kind of standout memories or just kind of even if it's a bit of a jumble of memories of like good times growing up there in New Zealand as well? And yeah, it would have been like it's it almost seems like a different a different world or a different time um because obviously when i'm that young that bit younger it's 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 a different way of life but have really fun memories of going growing up on the beach and um hanging with friends i, I would have gone surfing a lot with dad before before school and stuff like that so um loads of cool things and it's always nice when i go, do go back to visit those things and see family and stuff so yeah and before that then, with your mum being from uh, Atalia, wasn't she as well? And then your dad, um, I think he was born in Ireland, wasn't he? But yeah. then had, the family had moved over to New Zealand as well. But did you ever come over here on holidays when you were a kid? Or was it too yeah, much of a trek? Or? I, would have, I came over when I was two for a, a couple of weeks with my mum. And then when I was seven, came over for my mum's sister's wedding as well. Which is So I would have had that connection there as well. And my mum's family would have came and visited a good bit as well. And were you always aware like, of the Irishness? Like, was it a big part of your life growing up? Yeah, and definitely. Like, you're always kind of reminded. Um, 
and like it, it was pretty cool as well to be able to say you were Irish as well. So um, yeah, it was it was it was cool to. I, I'm pretty privileged to have experienced both sides of the world, really, because it's pretty much as far as you can get away from Ireland yeah, to New Zealand. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to be able to experience both. And at, the, at any stage, like with your, your, you know, your dad being mad into rugby as well, like did you got along to games, or was, like would you got along to Blues games or anything like that, or even ITM Cup or anything? Yeah, like? I would have gone to a lot of the ITM games, a lot of the Blues games, and then would have got to a good few of the All Blacks games, and especially when Ireland were playing, would have always got along mm. and seen them. So I actually went to the Lions versus the Auckland team in the uh, 2005 tour, mm. and Isla was actually playing ten oh, for well. Auckland at the <laughs> time, so it's pretty funny playing playing with them then as well. Yeah, yeah, and um, and that's it as well. It's like they're even to go to games like that as well. Like I'm sure they just always had the thing. I always remember being over there as well that they the expectancy to win as well. Like they were just at that level where. They came almost expecting a show as well, like but yeah, um, just when they were on fire, like just you know some some hell of a team to watch, like and the likes of maybe Carter was he would he be one of your heroes? Yeah, he would be probably the biggest one. Him, Moliaina was pretty. I really really like Moliaina as well. Um, but yeah, like all that hype about it. But then when they lost, it was almost the world was ending kind of thing yeah. as well. It was like such a huge letdown. So it's a lot of pressure to play under and have to perform week in week out. And what, like, I suppose when you moved out from Auckland then up to up to around Dargaville then as well, and um, you know, is it, is it a bit more kind of relaxed pace to life? You know, like you are on an island in the middle of, you know, nowhere for you know yeah. long stretches. Like, does it feel like you know would there be days where, you know, you're out legging around with your mates for four or five hours at a stretch? Or yeah, of? it would be a lot chilled. Like you'd be um, hanging on the beach for days, like a full day almost, and then. Say so if you're over at your mates, you would be there from early on and then to the evening time. So, um, one thing I do remember, everything started a bit earlier and finished earlier mm. over there. And I, I, I'm not too sure, but I think even the, the bars and stuff closed quite early over there. So, so it's, a, it's a bit different over here where it's kind of people would sleep in and then stay out late. So, mm. that's probably the different lifestyles of the two. And can you remember then the conversation? when you were told like it would have been a big upheaval in your life to be told then that at the age of 10 or 11 that yeah. you, were, you were moving can you remember that day specifically i can remember the conversation i had with, with, when my parents said it um and it was a bit like i suppose i, I was so I, I was probably too young being only 11 that i didn't realize the severity of it mm. like how big of a change it was and obviously my parents would have known how big of a challenge it was for them move, uprooting everything and moving but for me, all I could do was think was how excited it was going to be. Mm. Like I'd been to Ireland twice before, and I thought it was so cool. And um, I don't, it probably didn't hit me till two or three years later how big of a move it actually was. Yeah, yeah. And and when you kind of got in, you know, were you straight into school? Like, did you go within the first week or two? Like, you remember that as well? No, I think, summer? I think we came over in July, mm. and so I think we would have started school back in September then. And then you had maybe a year of primary and then before you went to secondary? Yeah. Or, yeah. So um, that was a big change because in New Zealand, we'd wear like sandals into school. Yes. And yeah, then yeah. you'd just take them off and mm. then put them back on when you're going home. And then like you come over here and you'd be wearing like sock shoes, everything. And there was in the primary school, I was in, there was no grass. It was all just uh, like courts and stuff. So that was a big change as well. And were you tempted to keep, you know, go barefoot? Walking around no, the place there. It was too cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit different temperatures. And then, so it, what was the name of the secondary? It was like art school. Um, art school in the Chinoja I went to. It's just a local one in the thigh. Mm. And then, for, like, for you then coming over, maybe again, like, rugby was the main thing. What was there other 
sports then did you kind of get into as well or gave I played it? a bit of soccer mm. um but i played a little bit of gaelic not too much mostly with the school and a little bit with the club in the summertime but it was always it's always been kind of rugby i really like soccer um but it was just it kept clashing a lot like mm. it was on at the same time so um it was always rugby really pretty much from then and what did your did your folks then both work when they come over here like was your, did your dad keep up the coaching as well like when he came over so he, he he worked in a bank in new zealand mm. and kind of helped out with my team but then when he came over here he got a, t a job with the Leinster youth development officer so then that, that was when he like took on coaching fully mm -hmm. so he, he didn't really do that over in new zealand until he came over here and then my mum was kind of when my younger brother and sister were a bit younger, stayed at home, and now she's working. She's a social care worker, so she's doing that now. So she, they're both pretty busy at the moment. Yeah, are you just sort of still kept busy enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and with your dad, then, like, would you have like would he have had a local club then? Like, growing up, would you have seen him playing? Um, you know, would you have seen him playing, and would he have been, you know, similar positions yourself out half or in yeah, the back line? Yeah, I would have watched him play a good bit when I was younger and gone to all his games. Um, and he was actually he played a bit of nine, ten, and fifteen. Um, so there would be a bit of similarities there as well. Um, he had a lot of injuries, so like he did his knee twice and his ankle twice, so he was pretty unlucky with injuries. But he played on the Northland under 21 team and stuff. So okay, yeah, he'd have been handy enough. And um, what has he been like? You know, like for you, kind of growing up, has he been like the biggest influence maybe on on your rugby rugby path? Anyway, I'd say so. Yeah, like mm. he's always been there for extra training sessions or that or someone to go and talk to after a game like the first person i normally talk to after a game would be dad mm. outside of like the circle of the team i'm involved so it's always good because he'd always give his honest opinion whether it was good or bad or mm. what i could work on or and so he's always been there kind of and having been my coach as well from a young age he's always probably he went a bit harder on me yeah and at the time we clash heads a lot but uh <laughs> in the like now i look back at it and like think he, he's helped me a lot yeah yeah and then for like looking back at school days as well, like is there was there anything you, you like subjects you really enjoy doing or you know? Um, I quite like maths. I was decent enough at maths and science and stuff. I was probably better at that kind of stuff than let's say the English, which is mm. kind of two different things. But um, yeah, I, I didn't mind school to be honest. And would you still have mates that like you'd hang out with now that you you were friends with in school as well? Like yeah, you? definitely. Like mm. I, I'd, I'd have a close group of friends back in the thigh. Um, and then I'd have a close friends from Blackrock and then I'd have friends from like different mm. different parts of periods of my life. But I'd still be very close and I'm I'm pretty lucky to say that I've I'd easily be able to go somewhere and have friends there. So Yeah, yeah. I spoke to um it was before the Munster game, the semi final there of Adam Byrne. Um he's from out from Kill and in, in mm. Kildare and he was talking about meeting up with friends when he goes back home and having a mate who works in the local pub and stuff as well and yeah. might get a few couple of free ones or something like that but would you be the same if you went to Atai? like you know definitely like, yeah like I'd have probably five or six real close friends and uh, Jeremy Lachman would be one of them mm. down in Munster as well so myself and him would have very good friends in Atai, and we'd always try and meet up when we go home and like try and organise a holiday or something between us so it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's very important to have I, I think when you go home when you look back at like let's say even if you were to look back at your own cv of where you've been to like to go down to your final year of school to black rock then and head on to the academy and then pretty much into the leinster senior squad it seems like you know your path was always predetermined but was there a period in your life where like you looked at anything else like you know like was rugby always what you wanted to do or did you ever look at have any other interest in what you might have pursued when you were finished school um probably 
it's always always rugby's always been the yeah. fore and foremost and um I suppose I've kind of always been in the representative sides and stuff like that. So but I've always kind of had an interest in like I'd love to be my own boss or something like that. That's why I was kind of thinking like, if this doesn't go well then I'd like to you'd have to obviously earn your time somewhere but then I don't know, open up your own restaurant or bar or something like that. I'd I think I'd be quite into and if I was to pick anything. Yeah, yeah. And well, you probably there are like um, I know Owen O'Malley used to be at Leinster as well. He's, yeah, you know, do, works. I think he has a, his own bar as well, doesn't he? Like, but yeah, he, I think he has a few bars now. But um, it's it's kind of a good stepping stone for being a rugby player for that mm. kind of stuff because I know a lot of them do it. So it's easy enough to chat to someone and see pick their brains about it. The, yeah, the, the boys have the bridge as well. The isn't bridge, it? yeah. yeah, like yeah. There's the four of them involved in that. So like it's 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 a a pathway that could be followed. And yeah, and is that the kind of thing, or is maybe it's the thing of being an out half as well? Where you have to know your own mind and kind of be, you know, strong enough personality. So yeah, you want to be your own boss as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I definitely think so. And I think it's 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 kind of cool to have your own say on things as well, and it, your business will be kind of like a reflection of yourself. So mm. I think it's a pretty cool idea to have. And what what was the idea then? Like so then when you were kind of you said playing for representative sides as well, maybe even Leinster underage as well. So yeah. Um, Black Rock came along, and how did that all work out? Did like someone approach you, or, or maybe approach a coach or something? And um, I think it kind of came around. It was always in the the back back of my my head that I wanted to do something like that. Um, and I was playing Leinster under 19s at the time, and it just came across um, through one of the Leinster under 19 coaches. And it was like, if this came up, would it be possible? Would you be interested? And mm. I said, 100%. So um, that kind of how it came about, and. But before we before I le- we left New Zealand, I was looking to go to Auckland Grammar. Yes, yeah. So I think that was when we first came over here. We were kind of like, oh, wh- where am I going to go, kind of thing. And then kind of didn't come through. But then when the opportunity came up, it was something we definitely wanted to do. And do you look, you know, like yeah, so Auckland Grammar, and as you said, Easter or something like that. And oh, Jesus, the, the likes of like even all the big names would have played over there as well. But you probably walk around Black Rock then and see. The pictures of like the O'Driscoll and stuff like that up on the wall and everybody else like it, they've got such a history. It would would you have done that? Would you have walked those halls and looked at those pictures and? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool um, to see like the people who have been before you and see what the school has produced. So it says a lot about the place you're going into with the amount of people they've kind of brought out. And then even I suppose going back to the Atai thing then as well. Um, do you kind of see that kind of like let's say someone like Sean O'Brien who's kind of recently finished up as well like you talk to people and they'd say you just see them wearing Leinster jerseys around the street a little bit more where it would have been just Carlo jerseys or even Irish rugby jerseys in the past now it's Leinster jerseys as well do, like do you kind of see something similar like back home whenever you're home there's a, that more interest of rugby is there 100% like I think that club system from the outer Dublin kind of areas like the likes of Tyke Furlong as well mm, yeah. come from different places where rugby wouldn't be as renowned it's, it's obviously huge for the game and I know in a thigh anyway that the, the numbers playing rugby is doubled and I think it's almost more than the Gaelic at the moment. So it just shows and I think that helps as well with the teams being successful. The Leinster and the Irish teams especially um, over the last few years who have won stuff have probably improved the game's reputation. Is it a funny thing because like, let's say like Carter was maybe your hero growing up and, and someone that you aspire to be to as well. It, was it a thing as well like it's now you're so established in the Irish team and I'm at Munster as well that kids that are wearing 10 down in Munster are thinking they're going to be Joey Carberry. Is, is that a crazy thing to get your head around as well? And at this, you're still at an early stage of your life, but have, you've established yourself so quickly that 
you'll have kids down in Limerick and Cork and Tip, you know, all kind of wearing 10, thinking of Joey Carberry. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. I must say, like, it's having been one of those kids one, and then to, for kids to be thinking like that of me, it's, it's, it's very special. And I suppose it's one of the coolest parts about being doing my job is the impact you have on those kids, I suppose, and they coming up to you and meeting you and stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty special. There's a, there's a part where um, I actually just finished reading Dan Carter's book. He had it with uh, Duncan Grieve, I think, did it with him. Uh, and you look back at his CV, uh, like he's the best number 10 in the world that's ever yeah. played. And you read his book and he still has self-doubt and he still has moments where, I think he said in 2013, he was thinking of retiring, he wanted to retire early. Uh, and so many questions you asked yourself. It, incredible to kind of think that you could be the best player in the world and you still have this. Is this some, a kind of daily thing you have to live with then as well? And you'll always be kind of looking to get better or asking, can you, can you get more out of yourself as well? Yeah, I suppose being in the environment that we're in each day is really a, like an environment where you have to be almost always asking the best of yourself and trying to improve. So that kind of does feed into your everyday then as well. Like, you, am I doing enough here? Am I doing enough there? Do I have to get better? So I suppose having the breaks and the weekends off and having something to take your mind off rugby as well is very important because otherwise you just becomes kind of anxious about everything and mm. you can overthink things in as well. And is there stuff that you would do then, like, you know, to get your mind off it, like, you know, like ho hobbies or kind of like catching up with friends who just will talk about anything but yeah. what the game? I like, I, I have obviously a great group of friends and then even hanging out with my girlfriend or going playing a game of golf with the lads or I don't know, whatever it might be. It's just having your downtime is pretty important, to be honest, just to completely switch off. I, I was, remember we were sitting actually here in the same room earlier this year and I was talking to Rory Best about that and, uh, and he was saying how his wife is so great for sometimes she'll talk to him about anything but you know like and yeah. it's great just to switch off so your, your girlfriend would be the same as well would she yeah uh, her name's robin and she just mm. like when i first met her she didn't know much about rugby like we were only 19 so like yeah. just out of school she didn't know anything about rugby and then it's kind of like it's a refreshing look being able to chat to her about it because even though like she wouldn't know too much about it she still kind of sees like the almost a common sense view on it where like if I was rugby she'd be just like but why wouldn't you just do this or something like that so mm. it's nice and but even at that like we would talk very little rugby which is always really nice as well and is she working away now like or is she kind of she's still in college she's yeah. another year in college up in DIT here so um she lives in Kildare so about 10-15 minutes from my parents home which okay, is yeah. handy enough and, and yeah it's, it's then again is it, are you then someone kind of like tell me what happened in your day as well like you know is it good to kind of get involved and just take yourself out of that box and kind of get involved in, in her life and see what yeah, she's up definitely. to as well like it's college is stressful for everyone especially she'll be in her final year next year and then she was in paris then for the start of last so september to december of what would have been 2018 mm. so when i moved down to limerick she was over in paris then as well so we were both starting something new so that was kind of good as well yeah, to yeah. both experience that at the same time and and then what was it the so you had this kind of path going forward then as well and everything seemed to happen pretty quickly i remember that um, being at that treviso game at the rds and you had a great game a few line breaks i think you even got a try maybe even two tries uh, if i remember correctly as well and but everything kind of seemed to be happening so quickly like so is there again at a time where someone's able to talk to you and say you know like you know things are happening quick but you still have to kind of keep your focus as well yeah and then that's quite well my dad was quite good as well mm. because like I did one year in the academy, and then that my start of um, 
that year uh, was that Treviso game and then played against the All Blacks in November. So it was pretty crazy. Like I couldn't have couldn't have written it any better, to be honest. And how fast things were coming at me, it was always good to kind of go home and just chat to dad and he would kind of be like look you could be doing this better you could be doing that better so having that side of it was great as well I'll, I'll kind of last couple of questions i'll finish up by asking you the last rugby question anyway is uh then to have that journey where everybody came with you and then to to you know being so steely focused and knew, knew exactly the rugby was what you wanted to do to come from new zealand as well that game where you had the week your 21st birthday you're over in chicago as well um, and then to play the All Blacks as well. Were your family over for that one? Like, were they in the crowd in in, in Soldier Field? For yeah, that as well? my dad was over at it, which was pretty cool. Mm. Um, he got over, and then I had a few cousins from who live in America were down at it as well. So that was a pretty special week, now I say. And is it just? Is there a moment when you're out in that pitch and you just kind of you're looking around American football stadium, another part of the world, and you just kind of take it all in for a moment? And it was weird because you you run onto the pitch and you're kind of like. It's a, the pitch was so close because obviously the, the American football was so much smaller mm. and it was kind of weird because you're like I'm in my first time in the, the States as well so like being in Chicago um, playing for Ireland that was one of the big things as well I was like I couldn't believe I was actually playing for Ireland so um, it was all like a whole load of new sensations mm. that was kind of just thrown at me at once so it's, it's incredibly incredibly special week to remember yeah yeah well listen we're back somehow we're back at the start of a new season. Yeah. It seems a bit crazy. It doesn't even seem real that we're at the start of a new season, but um, you're in, our, in and out of Ireland camp and getting yourself ready and, and keeping yourself fit. But uh, why, why, are we, why are we here today and uh, what, what are we um, pushing so the milk? We're, so here, we're here today. We're endorsing the new flavour, blueberry flavour of Avonmore Protein Milk. So um, it's very nice and it's a pretty cool company to be involved in. So it's a pretty good day. I was, we were chatting to David Clifford a week, a week ago and I think he was... He's on the blueberry milk now as well. So it okay. seems to be working for him anyway. So hopefully it works for yourself yeah. as well. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, cheers. Fred. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers. cheers. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.